This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedany. Hello everybody and welcome to this instalment of Meatbag. I am your host, Dylan Bettany, and in today's episode we're lifting the lid on alcohol and its effects on muscle gains. Spoiler alert, it might not be the workout buddy you thought. Join me as we uncork the truth. This is episode 19. Now don't worry, I'm not going to turn this week's episode into an AA meeting. I know some of you may be thinking, oh no, not alcohol, I love my booze. It's like a warm hug from the inside. Well that warm hug is not doing your gains any favours. Alcohol is like spicy food. Everyone reacts differently. Some handle it like a pro, and others are like Bambi on ice after a few tequila sunrises. Alcohol affects men and women differently due to variations in body composition and metabolism. Women tend to have a higher proportion of body fat and lower water content than men and this leads to quicker alcohol absorption. It's like a race to the tipsy finish line. Women can experience higher blood alcohol concentrations than men, even if they're the same height, same weight and consume the same amount of alcohol. Also, women typically have lower levels of an enzyme called alcohol dehydrogenase. This enzyme influences how quickly the body processes and eliminates alcohol. All these factors contribute to a higher risk of alcohol-related health issues in women. Taking gender aside, how long does it take alcohol to leave your system? The rate at which alcohol leaves the body varies from person to person. If your blood alcohol concentration, or BAC, is say 0.08%, it can approximately take 5 to 7 hours for the alcohol to leave your system. 0.08% when it comes to driving is when you're seen as legally impaired and you could be arrested for suspicion of drink driving. Please know, I'm a fitness coach, okay? I'm not an expert in international drinking laws and these levels may vary from country to country. Several factors influence the rate of alcohol metabolism. We know gender, body weight and hydration, but also the drink strength, your alcohol tolerance, age, metabolism, food you've consumed, medications that you're on, overall health, and even your emotional state play a role in how your body deals with booze. But it's not just how much you drink, it's also how you handle the aftermath, the morning after. Alcohol affects sleep too, but I'm sure you didn't need me to tell you that, because alcohol is a depressant. It has sedative effects. While it may initially help us go to sleep, staying asleep is the problem. Sleep is so important for muscle recovery and tissue repair. Without adequate sleep, we're unable to function at optimum levels. Alcohol negatively affects sleep patterns, resulting in increased physical stress and fatigue. So the next day you wake up feeling like you've been hit in the head by a jack reacher and suddenly you're regretting every sip you took the night before. Research suggests that modest alcohol consumption, say one or two drinks, may not massively disrupt sleep patterns. Disrupted sleep is more likely experienced with excessive or binge drinking. However, everybody's individual response to alcohol can vary. Even moderate consumption can impact sleep for some people. Does alcohol slow down protein synthesis? Short answer, Yes. Alcohol affects muscle protein synthesis, or MPS, through several mechanisms, including interference with the hormonal and signaling pathways involved in muscle protein synthesis. What is protein synthesis? So protein synthesis is a vital biological process in which cells build proteins using amino acids. Muscle tissue is in a constant state of building and breaking down and building and breaking down. It's like a never-ending construction project. And when you throw alcohol into the mix, it's like sending a wrecking ball to your construction site. For muscle growth, protein synthesis is crucial as it leads to new muscle protein contributing to muscle repair and those elusive gains. When we hit the gym, when we engage in weight, 
weights or resistance training, the body sends signals to release amino acids from our muscles to help build new ones. But when booze comes in, it messes with the signaling pathways that tell the body to build muscle. And let's not forget about hormones. Testosterone plays a pivotal role in muscle development. However, the effects of alcohol on testosterone production can be a huge stumbling block in the pursuit of that Marvel-inspired physique. Alcohol impacts testosterone by affecting the Leydig cells in the testes. These are responsible for testosterone synthesis, leading to a decrease in testosterone output. And it's not just the guys. Studies show that alcohol consumption affects testosterone levels in women too. While women naturally have lower testosterone levels than men, any disruption in their hormonal balance is going to throw a spanner in their muscle building journey. One of the ways in which alcohol affects testosterone is by impacting the endocrine system. So the liver, which is responsible for metabolism alcohol, is now so busy that it forgets that it's also in charge of hormone regulation. Cue the hormonal chaos, testosterone takes a hit, and suddenly your muscles are like, hey, what the fuck just happened? Alcohol spikes cortisol too. So cortisol is a hormone released in response to stress. But alcohol messes with these cortisol levels, giving you a hormonal hangover. It's like stress, but stress on steroids. Messing with your metabolism, your immune function and muscle tissue. Higher cortisol levels can also suppress testosterone production too. Alcohol consumption can significantly impact your nutrient absorption too. Alcohol disrupts your digestive system like a rogue spy. When you introduce alcohol into the digestive system, it can interfere with the absorption, the storage, and the utilization of essential nutrients. If we look at protein, protein is the most critical nutrient for muscle building. It's non-negotiable. When you combine progressive overload with protein, whether that's weight, resistance training, whatever, your body goes into muscle building mode. It breaks down the protein into amino acids. And there are 20 different types of amino acid. And the body needs all of them to function properly. However, our body can only create nine of these essential amino acids. So it must obtain them from the diet. These amino acids are then absorbed into the bloodstream and transported to various cells, including your muscle cells. So you're not just repairing, you're upgrading, and that's muscle hypertrophy. So you eat well, you hit your macros, you get your vitamins, you get your minerals in, and then alcohol comes in and kicks them all out, leaving your muscles, your bones, and your immune system a bit, well, neglected. One of the main ways alcohol affects our nutrient absorption is by disrupting the structure and the function of the gastrointestinal tract. High alcohol consumption can lead to inflammation and damage to the lining of the small intestine. This impairs its ability to soak up essential nutrients. It's like trying to fill up a leaky bucket. No matter how much you pour in, it just keeps draining out. And it's not just the vitamins and the minerals. Alcohol messes with your pancreas. Your pancreas produces digestive enzymes crucial for nutrient breakdown and absorption. Chronic alcohol use can lead to pancreatitis too. Also, chronic alcohol use can cause liver damage, affect the liver's ability to store and release essential nutrients into the bloodstream. To lessen the negative effects of alcohol when it comes to nutrient absorption, moderation is key. Enjoying a drink now and again is fine, but when it starts interfering with your body's ability to absorb all the good stuff it needs to function, that's when you might want to rethink your relationship with alcohol. Alcohol is no friend when it comes to hydration because it's a diuretic and diuretics are like hydration hijackers. They flush out extra water by ramping up urine production and you end up feeling massively dehydrated and that's why we get headaches and hangovers. Alcohol impacts two hormones in our body. It starts playing puppet master with vasopressin and that's the hormone that's supposed to tell your kidneys to hold on to the water and then it messes with a hormone called aldosterone and aldosterone 
aldosterone, that's the hormone that keeps your electrolyte levels in check. It's basically like a hormone shit show in your body. Dehydration is no joke. It messes your body temperature, your joints, and your nutrient transport. Water helps food and waste slide through your system without any traffic jams. So when you're dehydrated, it's like your brain's on holiday. Slow reactions, mood swings, reduced clarity, basically making you feel like a lost puppy in a maze. Dehydration leads to irritability, dry skin, headaches, dizziness, fatigue, and muscle issues like cramping and weakness. If we look at alcohol and its effects on fat burning, alcohol consumption has been proven to decrease metabolism and reduce our fat burning capabilities. It's like throwing a grenade at your metabolism. Your body treats alcohol like a toxin and not a nutrient. So you're out enjoying a few drinks, but your body treats alcohol like a hostile force. It hits pause on fat burning to deal with this booze invasion first. And alcohol carries empty calories. Like if you look at popular cocktails, a Cosmo, a Long Island iced tea, a strawberry daiquiri, on average, they sit somewhere between 200 to 250 calories per drink. Now a Mars bar, a Mars bar is less than 230 calories. Now if I went out on a Saturday night and I ate four Mars bars, people would look at me and think I was mental. But four cocktails would pack the same calories, maybe even more, but somehow more socially acceptable. Funny old world, isn't it? And then we have the alcohol-induced hunger for cheap, salty, fast food. My go-to after a night out would have been 20 chicken nuggets from Mackey's. That's more than 800 calories, and that's not including the handful of dips they give you either. So that's an easy 1,000 plus calories on top of your food for the day, on top of the calories you've drank too. An absolute surplus of empty calories. You could be the most clean living, health conscious, fitness fanatic of all time. You could refuse to eat food from plastic containers and only drink from BPA-free bottles. But after a few drinks, you find yourself eating cheesy chips out of a polystyrene container with a plastic fork sitting on the floor. People say, wonder why I'm not losing weight. Maybe, maybe you drank it. At the end of the day, it's about accountability. People quit eating healthy, quit the gym, quit exercise, thinking it's not working. They could be eating right, training right, resting right, and then ruin it all with alcohol. There is no point in training like Rocky when you're drinking like Charlie Sheen. If you're wondering, can I have a few drinks and still make gains? Sure, you can have a drink or two, but it's a slippery slope. I'm not saying you have to be a monk. I'm not saying you can't drink. Possibly, when you look back at some of your best memories, whether it's a graduation, a wedding, Christmas, birthday, Halloween, whatever, and all those times, you may have had a drink or two in your hand. And possibly, some of your worst memories, some of your worst decisions you've made, some of the worst times when you fell ill, when you're in bed with sickness and headache, was also from alcohol as well. So you have to be mindful. I just want you to be aware of what you put in your body and its effects. It's about being conscious of the choices you make. It's like having a cheat day on your diet. Cool once in a while, but make it habit, and it may put a dampener on your goals. Alcohol is no different. In conclusion, alcohol messes with your protein synthesis. It slows down muscle repair and growth. It also causes chaos with your hormone levels, sabotaging that precious testosterone that fuels your gains. It also messes with your sleep. It dehydrates you. It negatively affects your nutrient absorption. It's expensive. And let's not ignore the empty calories too. All of these factors can negatively impact your muscle building progress. You can't lift heavy and drink heavy if you want to see real progress. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week.
I'm super pumped to have this podcast. I'm here to help you through the unbelievable world of healthy eating, fad diets, TikTok trends. I'll be debunking myths and deciphering Brenda from Work's food recommendations. Here, we'll cut through the fluff and the nonsense, possibly some oversharing, definitely some ranting, but I promise it's going to be eye-opening. Thanks for listening, and as always, stay safe, everybody. This is the Meatbag Podcast with Dylan Bedany. 